I'm Molly, and you're listening to Zetas Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you Upper East Siders and or folks from Brooklyn, because those are the only two types of people that exist in this movie. I'm Alan. I'm from Long Island, but I guess I wouldn't exist in this movie. Apparently. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Really New York erasure here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, listen, it's not me. It's get a clue. Long Island. I'm Max. Oh, yeah. And this is Zetas Lapidus. It's the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched Get a Clue starring Lindsay Lohan. Is it Lohan or Lohan? Because I've know. heard it both ways. Lohan? It's probably one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's a coin flip. Yeah. Hell if I know. Uh, the description of this film is a wealthy student with too much fashion sense, her equally rich friends and her rival backslash superior from the school paper work together to solve the case when their teacher goes missing. What a weird thing. I don't you. like that they felt the need to write. Uh, with too sub- much fashion sense? I don't like superior from the paper. Oh, like superior in terms. Oh, I see. Like, what I you're understand saying. that he is the editor, so I guess he outranks her, but it it doesn't seem necessary. It feels too descriptive about the wrong things <laughs> in this in this description. Right. Uh, uh, like what? Huh? Well, anyway, this movie was released on June twenty eighth of the year two thousand and two. And I gotta know, did either of you watch this movie as a kid? Somehow, no. Despite being a big Lilo fan from her fine work on The Parent Trap at this point. Herbie Fully Loaded. I mean, that's later. Uh, I I also, I have not seen this either. Yeah, I have not seen it either. Although, I have to tell you, the Get a Clue intro song was confusing to me because I I know that I've heard that song before and it was from a video game. It was like either like a a Toy Story skateboarding game a la Tony Hawk that Disney tried to do a spinoff of or Pixar tried to do a spinoff of. And I have like these very core memories of like skating around Andy's room to get a clue playing on like the GameCube or the PlayStation or something. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Are you telling me, you're telling me one of two things. Mm -hmm. Either this is not an original song made for this movie which is, I, I think it is, I, an original song I, which this, is, I, I'll be honest, crazy to me because it's not a good song. <laughs> and the idea that they found a song that says get a clue so much that is not original would be crazy. Or you're telling me that in some Toy Story video game, they went through the archive of songs and found this Disney Channel original movie title song and put it in the soundtrack? I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure, and it was a skateboarding game developed by Toys for Bob for uh, PS2 and GameCube, right? And they, let's go to the soundtrack. Get a clue. But now click get a clue. Uh, Yeah, I can. So it is a song by the name of the band Prozac, um, but they changed their name later to Simon and Milo so it wouldn't be uh, associated with drugs. Prozac joined with Disney to increase promotion and release the album Ready, Ready, Set, Go, also named Simon and Milo. It is a compilation of songs from their first two albums, along with a new single, Get a Clue, which was written for the TV movie Get a Clue starring... It is an original It is an original. Okay. It is an original. We're back and forth. Okay. Sorry, I needed to read further. a long way around. Okay. For us. Hey, but hey, we all learned something, right? We got to... Listen, this movie is chock full of fun facts, and this is just one of them. So, anyway, no, I didn't watch this as a kid either. <laughs> you know what, though? 
that had that one guitar riff that is so 2002. Like it was the alternate. We're getting a lot of that. Yeah. We just had that in what was it? Cadet Kelly too? Or yeah. Uh, where it was like, ah, yes. Blink 182 is here. <laughs> like yeah. budget Blink 182 era. Yeah. Uh, Good Charlotte must have been on the charts ooh, at this time. Yes, yeah. yeah. Pop, the pop punk era has arrived, and it's in all of our decoms. Let me tell you. Well, listen, I hate to disagree with you because the top song of this week was "Hot, hot in Here" hot by hot Nelly. Oh, so hot song. So hot, Checking your yeah. reflection and telling your best friend, like, girl, I think my butt getting big. Whoa, it's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. I want to take my clothes off. I remember specifically hearing that song. Oh, hey, do you want to hear a story about me? Yes. I, you know what, Molly? I always want to hear a story about Let's you. Let's dive in. Let me get my dates on something correct, and I'll be right with you. Oh, well, holding. Listener, while you're waiting, what do you think about the fact that Nelly put a bandaid on his cheek when I don't think there was a cut there? Hmm. When did this movie come out, Alan? 2002, June 28th. Max, I'll tell you, I think that it was a dashing fashion statement by... uh, Undeniably. It kicked off a bit of a trend. Mm -hmm. An excellent artist. Yeah, this movie came out 11 days after my 13th birthday. Did it? Oh. Now, now I will say this. The the band-aid on the mm-hmm. face seems less time intensive and painful than a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't it to there, symbolize so. a f- someone in jail or someone that had died or something? Tears. I have, I have literally no idea. No, 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 no not a tattoo, the band-aid. Mm. I know, but I think that's what the band-aid was supposed oh, to be. Oh, I have yeah, no it idea. might be. Oh, I, have might, no I have no idea. I just remember being like, oh, okay. band-aid. Well, Here's I was my playing story Disney about Skate song. Adventures, so I don't think I'm in tune with that. Is mm-hmm. I used to stay up way too late reading which is similar Uh to now except for i'm not reading i'm routing my brain out to video games Mm -hmm. and um sweet tv shows like love is blind when i stay up too yeah (laughs) yeah but i used to read really late past Mm -hmm. my bedtime Mm -hmm. especially during the summers and i specifically remember hearing hot in here for the first time at like two in the morning when i was staying up late reading and listening to my sweet boom box and i remember being like this is a sexy song. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like, I don't, like I remember being like kind of like clutching my pearls at first because I was like mm-hmm. 13. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, what a sweet beat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. The top moot grossing film of the time was Mr. Deeds starring Adam Sandler. Oh, wow. A Sandler I'm like. Very, very sneaky, sir. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. I've not seen Mr. Deeds. That's the only thing I remember about Mr. Deeds is the butler being like always appearing out of nowhere and going, I'm better bitty sneaky, sir. Hmm. I also don't remember anything about it, but I do remember it being out and I remember that I saw it at some point. It was like, I think that was like the peak era of Sandler flicks. Like we're about to have like a, there's a increased volume of Adam I think Sandler. it was on the I think we're on end. the back end. I think yeah. we already had Big Daddy and... Um, um, we uh, Billy Madison. Already, we s- certainly already had Happy Gilmore. Happy and, Gilmore. Yeah. Those were all like '90s. Correct. Uh, and so, yeah, we are on the we're on the back end of that era. I had shifted my dates, perhaps 10, 10 years too late for that. Yeah. So, some top news Shampoo headlines. Who is better? It goes on first and leaves the house clean. Conditioner is better. It goes on second and leaves the house silky smooth. <laughs> 
Alan's wow. just trying. He's just trying so hard to get through I this. Know, and well, we, I just we've, woke up and I am we've a been hilarious. a mess since <laughs> since he's trying to start recording. We've been a mess. There have been so many takes where we're just singing Lady Gaga at him. And, <laughs> and I take responsibility for just, that. I started. It we off. just hope that we just. He just hopes he can keep this damn train on the tracks. <laughs> you know, I can't. Get to I the can't. Movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I can't. Eventually, we're going to talk about. Get pear trap or whatever the hell we're here to talk about. <laughs> whatever the low end movie watch. A royal flush in your honor. <laughs> Golly. Okay, news of the time. <laughs> in a watershed moment for the United States, the men's national soccer team upset the pre-tournament favorites Portugal 3-2 to two in their opening match of the 2002 FIFA World Cup. Wow. That's relevant. Big. Because last night I stayed up too late watching Ted Lasso, so... <laughs> Related. Hey. Yeah. Now, now here's the kicker, though. In June. You sure this of- isn't the goalie? <laughs> <laughs> he can use his hands. Soccer joke. <laughs> In June of 2002, the hit reality show American Idol premiered its first episode ever. Wow. Oh, the Kelly Clarkson hell yes. season. Mm-hmm. So that was, I saw that. I was like, hell yeah. And it launched an incredible run. Is it? It's still on the it's air, right? Still on. Good lord! Who's the judges now? Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and Lionel Richie. Hmm. Guys, remember that 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 attraction though? Not only do I remember it, Max, I sang on it. Oh, I was just hoping you'd tell wow. me about it. <laughs> wow! I made it to the stage somehow. It was a slow day, yeah. clearly. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know about you, but I've heard in multiple outtakes Alejandro being sung by you. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, with that, are we ready to dive in to get a clue? I'm ready to get a clue. Let's do it, everybody. Open sequence in New York City, the high-paced, high-fashion society with Lindsay Lohan, who is playing. Lexi, uh, and you just uh, listen. It is the most 2000s intro we could ever have. We got Get a Clue playing, which is as we learned earlier, original song for this film. That song bugged the crap out of me because there's like not quite enough beats for the second line of every phrase. And Wake they just up, like, who knew it's me to get a clue. Yeah, yeah like, oh. like, like, just like gotta like rush through the get. And it's the, like, it's the name of the thing. Like they gotta like rush to get the words out every time. It doesn't quite fit ever. Like It actually took me a second to realize they were saying get a clue because they were saying it so fast. Nothing's ever yeah. what it seems. Just look a little closer at me. Yeah, it's like very... it really should be like, wake up, get a clue. Like, and yep. instead they just like rush through a, th- a third phrase. It's, it's, I mean, that's like five. It's wild. We establish very quickly that Lexi and her family are very well off. I have so many questions about this. I'm going to jump into it right now. Please do. Mm-hmm. Her dad is a journalist for the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Or an editor? I Sure. Don't know. I think he's a reporter because an editor, I don't necessarily know if he would be at the press conference. Okay. Well, what's mom do? Well, she's not in this movie that often. I know, but what she does she literally do? goes on she's a in trip. I think one scene. Yeah, she's she's at breakfast. Okay, we're about to get I want to know bails. how they're so rich because I'm looking at the internet right now and it tells me a New York Times journalist today makes between fifty two and eighty three thousand dollars a year, which is not that much money when you're living in New York City. Yeah, the most expensive city in the country. And On they the are Upper acting, East Side. they're like gossip girl rich. Mom is independently wealthy. 
She, somebody Has must be because they are yeah. in like the penthouse. This is this is what we call generational wealth mm. because mm. she she tells us later, Lindsay Lohan uh, reveals to us later they bought the whole floor right. of this apartment. <laughs> they don't have an apartment. They bought the whole floor. So. This is this is generational wealth. This is I, the only answer I think. I just was like, we're talking about dad being a journalist a lot, and they don't make a lot of money. So yeah. how the fuck does she have a driver? Or <laughs> or secondarily, maybe it's dirty money. Maybe dad gets paid under the mm. table as a journalist to publish mm. the stories that the underbelly of New York would like to see published. There has been some shady shit going on at the Times recently. This could be a precursor to all that. Mm, there you go. Art reflecting life. That's that's wild. Uh, yeah, so we meet Lexi, played by Lindsay Lohan. She wakes up, immediately gets on the phone with a Gwen Stefani mic and her friend oh returning. God. Their headsets are so cool. I wish they I had so one cool. of those to record this podcast. Lexi's is like gold bedazzled and... Brenda Songs is pink and fluffy. Welcome mm-hmm. back, Brenda Song. Happy to have you here. Gotta be honest. Even though the ultimate Christmas present is not a good movie, this is yeah. a pretty big downgrade for B.O.B. Song in this it, role, yeah. I think. I felt like... <laughs> Molly's stunned. She can't believe I said such a thing. Um, uh, uh. She, She's okay in this movie. I, and, I think she went from carrying yes. the ultimate Christmas present to being basically a non-factor in this movie. I fully agree with that take. That's probably true, but I just really feel like they were very iconic in their slay of this film. I mean, they had their fashion on lock, which we learn is like the binding their glue yeah. of their unreal. relationship. I love that. Yeah. They picked out outfits over the over their awesome web conference. Which God, guys, again, I freaking love early uh, 2000s internet I content. And I just, as soon as it happened, I was like, they're okay. We, we all have used a lot of zoom mm-hmm. in the last three years. Yeah. Everyone's hey, gotten really used to now. video calls. We are. Yeah. We're on a video call right now. I'm on video calls every day with people I work with. And in the year of our mechanic, God, 2023, <laughs> I'm here to tell you that probably half the people I'm on a video call with 21 years after this movie was released, their cameras do not look as good as these video calls. A hundred percent. I was more hung up on the fact that they didn't have to use the dial-up to connect uh, to each other. Yeah. It just loads their Zoom. And I was like, that's yeah. not how that would work. Also, like, yeah. how the, the headsets are wired. They're wired, and you never see Brenda's headset was not connect it. to anything. <laughs> they get up and walk around and don't take their headsets off. It's also a phone call, seemingly, yeah. and, and then they get on the internet, and they're on a different call, and they can hear each other. It's very confusing. That would be an echo for sure. <laughs> uh, but I just was like... Uh, the fact that there's no like lag like, it's just such a like an amazing like the jetsons version of what video calling <laughs> yeah. was like in so 2002 rich. they're so rich they got the yeah i dialogue version i legitimately asked myself okay at the very beginning of this i i actually got there after we get the scene like the ground the street level going to the school scene next mm-hmm. where all the kids have like very flashy clothing and they're all they all have cell phones oh i legitimately was like 
are they rich or is this the future? Because, <laughs> because it's like, there's so much tech and like ridiculousness for the year 2000, which I lived through. I was like, this could be the future. It's some weird version of it. <laughs> An alternate timeline, maybe. I think the only other thing worth mentioning before we go to school is we meet the the family. So we have Lexi, we have the younger sister who is like the the nerdy younger sister, um, Taylor. You have dad, mom. This is all you'll see of mom. Mom goes mom on a business trip. Mom is never trip. in this movie again. She, Mom's gone. She, she you can basically tick up the single parent. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> we, we won't in this moment, um, but you basically could because That's she's true. gone. Mm-hmm. She, she bails. That's true. Um, we have... It's worth noting the dynamic between Lexi and Taylor is one of sibling drama where Taylor's like the techie nerd younger sister and Lexi is this effectively like this very popular she's the it mean girl. girl it girl thank you yeah that, she's not mean though she's the it, she's, she's true the it girl and boy do we see that in full effect when she gets to school but we, before we she gets to school it's also oh. important to mention that mm. dad has uh, a newspaper. And Lexi has an article in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. He's reading the New York Esquire, I think. And uh, that's when we learn he writes for the Times. And um, he's just reading the competition to see what they're up to. And I guess Lexi had submitted what she calls a human interest piece. People are going to continue to call it a gossip column uh, because she has discovered that two of her teachers at school may be having a lustful relationship. Mm. Which, like... So Good she, for them. Mm-hmm. And she's taken a picture of them with her younger sister's spy cam. And mm-hmm. she has posted this, or she's written this article that got published about the teacher romance, which why would a newspaper care? No yeah, idea. No clue. I think, and and this is, we get a little bit payoff when they get to school and everybody in the school is like, hey, good job. Well done. Well job. Hey, well job. You well are, job. You are published in a newspaper. You, you've been published. Uh, and they have a throwaway line that one of the students says that's like, I've never seen a picture of Mr. Walker. He doesn't even let himself get a yearbook picture. And I was like, that's fucking weird. It's not, though. There's a reason he doesn't it's like not that picture. True, though. It's but important that. Well job on the seating there. That's get a clue. True. It's just weird that of all the things that students probably submit to the like junior editor section of the newspaper, they're like, oh, this random gossip column about two teachers fucking is what we're going to publish. Yeah, these two teachers, no one outside of this one school knows. (laughs) We're definitely interested in their romance. Yeah, but you know what? It happens, and that is a main plot driver. Mm -hmm. It is is the plot driver. That that article is what, like, that's the first domino to fall. It's, and I think dad, her dad does it, tries to, like, come and tell Lexi later, like, hey, I've read it. You did a really good job writing. You had a great theme, and I'm like, is he trying to legitimize the fact that like this article doesn't make he any seems sense being legitimately published? Legitimately very excited about this. Article. Yeah, good dad, mm-hmm. by the way. Hey, can we just? It's nice to have a good dad, isn't it? It is. Let's just it appreciate felt, that. It felt good to not write. Now, to get one, we had to have to get to get a good dad. We had to have no mom. She's just for the record, like right. <laughs> yeah, right. at some one of these days, we will get two equally good parents. Yeah. 
but today is not today that is day. not that day <laughs> no, no i mean maybe she's good she's yeah, just she not just, in this booby anymore business trip for the week that this is happening she yeah. just high-fived everybody I was like guy i gotta go lexi's getting so much gas at school she's getting gassed up i gotta say though back to what max was saying and i heard you mention it the intro of the school this movie walked so gossip girl could fly because mm. it is just like rich kids in the latest fashions in New York mm-hmm. City. And it's like they all have cool sunglasses and cell phones and trendy shoes. And it's like every kid's wearing la- designer labels. And I couldn't help but think XOXO Gossip Girl. Mm. This is a relatable reference for me. I understand it. Mm-hmm. Same. I know. Same. We meet at school. Uh, the, the two teachers in question, I had the article written about them, Mr. Walker and Miss Dawson in separate instances. You meet Mr. Walker as he walks out <laughs> of his room with Jack, played by Bug Hall, better known as Alfalfa from The Little Rascals. Hey, we don't need to talk about hmm. that. Oops. And, <laughs> and Jack becomes initially like standoffish. He's the editor of the newspaper, that uh, the school paper where Lexi writes. There's a little bit of a... There's tension because he's like annoyed she's getting the attention for being in the newspaper. And also he's basically calling her article a fluff piece in a gossip mm-hmm. column and Which softer news areas. Is true. It's true. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but it's, it's really just setting Lindsay Lohan up for a what could have been a very successful career in rom-coms because... I don't know how many rom-coms the two of you have seen, but there's only like three professions a woman can be in a rom-com. And one of them is some kind of journalist. Uh-huh. And in, in many cases, they are uh, subjected to write fluff pieces, but they really want their big break. But due to the sexism of the workplace, they're supposed mm. to write about lipsticks and bags. Mm. Yes. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yes. That happens more than you think. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, I've seen this movie. Yeah, there's many of them. <laughs> well, I mean, this, in, in Lindsay Lohan's defense, this, her involvement as a fluff writer, she also wants her big break. But uh, in this one, we get a Nancy Drew mystery uh, that, that is just beginning. We are seeding the, the eventual plot lines of this mystery that must be solved, certainly not by paid detectives but by 14 year olds. I think that that is where we place our trust. But again, Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys have taught me anything is that 14 year olds are, are very wily and they can solve they can solve murders. I mean, have you read any of the Harry Potter books? They've solved all the mysteries. It's true. They do, much to the chagrin of the teachers. I have to say, I think that this, uh, it, this setup is weird about what she wants because again, like I said, Jack is not, wrong in his admonishment for what she did like it's weird to have this character Lindsay uh, Lohan's Lexi who's like hey I don't really want to write this advice column I want to write more hard-hitting news but then I wrote this junior editor blog for this paper and it's just a gossip piece and 
I know that this isn't what I wrote for the school paper at all, and it's what I'm being celebrated for. And it's definitely not anything other than gossip. But like, I promise what I want to be doing is hard news. And it's like, what? It's just, it's, I don't know. There's something there that's weird uh, about like her motivation, what is rewarded, what's being, like, what's happening outside of the school paper. It, there, I don't know. There's something that's not clicking for me there. Yeah, it feels like they're. I think there's a later scene with dad where he tries to solve that, but it feels like it's like, Ooh, this is late for her to get to have this conversation. I almost wish that she had just been proud of her right piece and like yeah. stood up for the fact that like, yes, it may have been quote unquote gossip, but it was still well-written and she still sure. took time to do it. Yeah. And it's still admirable, even though it's not like some more hard hitting journalism mm-hmm. or something like that. I wish they had taken that stance as opposed to like, degrading her work 100 yeah it makes more sense if she takes that stance because the next scene we get with her where she's like actively trying to get the scoop is she's eavesdropping on miss dawson and mr walker having an argument in the hallway where uh mr walker dumps miss dawson was like i never loved you and mrs dawson angrily says like this school is only big enough for one of us and i'm not leaving and like that's the end of that conversation which you know Sounds pretty threatening when you say this school's only big enough for one of us and I'm not leaving. And then the next scene is a car being pulled from the river. I was like, whoa. (laughs) You know, when that scene happened, I sort of jokingly thought to myself, (laughs) she murdered him. And and then and then maybe she did. Yeah, like I, I, in the river? this movie takes a hell of a turn. I got. <laughs> like, I was I, as, a, as a lover of true crime, titillated when I saw that yeah. car getting pulled. Yeah, I bet I you like, were. Ooh, this took a twist I didn't expect. Like, yeah, yeah this thing took a fucking turn. Like yeah. it was. Oh, we're all wearing high fashion and talking about gossip called someone's dead. I'm like, it's just out of nowhere. And it's now crazy. it makes sense for an article about the teacher to be in the paper. Because yes. now sure. this man is missing. And I was a little confused because basically we see the car being pulled from the river. We see dad holding this newspaper that says like teacher marked absent, which is like the he- clever oh, headline for, mm-hmm. for yeah. the article. There's and, another great headline later that I, <laughs> I took note of. And I was like, did she write this? Like, it was like just the way it, <laughs> it happened was kind of confusing. But then it turns out dad wakes her up and it's just like, Hey, your teacher's missing. Like something, they think something bad might've happened to him. Like just kind of giving her a, a mm. heads up that something sad has happened and I, and I do want to acknowledge my second favorite character in this movie got introduced after the car is being pulled from the river and i'm just simply going to refer to him as handlebar because he has mm. the most epic handlebar mustache this detective detective he has Potter. the most epic fake mustache i've ever <laughs> seen is, in my life chef's kiss beautifully <laughs> like a, overly gelled like, like a giant furry caterpillar it is just, just residing on his upper lip. Definitely <laughs> grown from his face. A hundred percent. Looks natural. Doesn't affect his ability to talk yeah, at all. It certainly isn't at wiggling all. the whole time he's talking. <laughs> if he gestures too wildly, that shit goes flying. Had he sneezed, it would have been propelled into the face <laughs> oh, of another I actor. Liked, I would have liked that, actually. 
<laughs> Imagine that happens. Oh, I, I loved Handlebar. Glad of that. Yeah, he's yeah. he's only my second favorite character, but I did want to I did want to make sure we talked about him. So Lexi returns to school. There are obviously a lot of reporters there, and the only reason I'm acknowledging this is she has her voiceovers start. She has like intermittent voiceovers throughout this whole deal, which was a little grating. But in this one, she says in her mind, "I hope they catch my good side," and then in an act of what I think is aggression. Disney freeze frames on perhaps the least flattering <laughs> screen of Lindsay Lohan. I was like, whoa, that seems just rude and intentional. Disney damn. Oh, man. This is when they do the funeral fashion walk, right? Yes. I when, loved it. Iconic. When everyone Incredible. shows up as black. if the guy's definitely dead and they're all wearing like black mm-hmm. and like black hats and i was no like notes. holy shit this movie got dark like it is it is like a dark comedy now like it, it has it, it's it, so bizarre the tone of this film compared to other decoms crazy this, this like, movie is like gossip girl and only murders in the building had a baby and i am here for every part of it it's so crazy their outfits are so good and i as an adult was like i would wear some of these things as a 14 year old had i watched this i would have been obsessed with every single thing they wore i i have a follow-up question and I, this just this just hit me what does miss dawson teach because after we get this like great fashion walk sequence of all the students in their death apparel we go back to Miss Dawson's class, and she's got like she. There's two days in a row, she's been doing like career, day. career days. I think right? she must teach like social studies or something. Yeah, I just was like, we don't ever see her teach. We see a CIA agent who is depressed. Oh, the CIA agent's so good though. <laughs> like, yes, I'm a federal agent, which means I'm a spy. Just really lonely. <laughs> All those nights alone in an apartment wishing you had a family. I'm not eating cat. with anyone else. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Let me tell like, you what, I know this woman because I, yeah. I took a class in college on organized crime. And my teacher and she spoke. was the most badass woman I've ever seen. I was so scared of her. She was so intimidating. She rode in on her motorcycle every day. She had like bleach blonde hair super tan and a really gravelly voice because she had worked for the fbi undercover with the italian mob whoa holy shit she told us some shit and it was the best class i I mean it was the most fascinating class i've ever taken but like it was making me laugh because like this woman being like it's a lonely life like I I had the badass version of that teaching, <laughs> like being like, "Yeah, you don't talk to your family." And when I was undercover, yeah, that's I saw what she some sounded things. Like. It's just really odd to see. Like, I I don't know, I don't know that I ever would have put dark comedy on my decom bingo board, but like, we're yeah. here, yeah, and I, and I like it. We've seen the like depressed lonely CIA agent we saw a fashion walk of funeral clothes mm-hmm. we've seen like you know b- murder uh, like, like it is it's just I, I I couldn't have predicted it, it I gotta also, be like, honest it also felt intentional that the next uh, career day person was a taxidermist who like preserved yep. dead bodies and I couldn't yep. but wonder if they're making a sleeping with the fishies joke they because got he has brought in fish to demonstrate oh big mouth billy bass 
and he's like rolling them up in in cloth and showing you how to taxidermy a fish and i'm like is this a is this a fish mob joke like mm. it, i was like that that is intentional like they picked taxidermist for a reason and i am here for it but we have Lexi called out of class to be questioned. Can I say one more thing? I'm so sorry. As she gets called out, I don't know if either of you two noticed it, but the music was about one key off of the Jaws score, which is very funny because they're obviously talking about taxidermy fish and she's about to be in trouble. But yeah, as she gets called out, it's like, but up, but up, but up, but up. But it's not quite the Jaws song. Obviously, it piqued my ear, but it was a funny, funny nod. Mm. She gets questioned by Detective Potter, also known as Handlebar, and shares immediately all of the things that she has seen and learned after having both written the article and then eavesdropped the day prior. Is this mm-hmm. legal? What age can can a cop come talk to a minor without an adult mm, with present? Like without an apparent or an adult. Let's find out. Habits on law and order a lot. But. Uh, generally, there is no requirement to notify parents when a student is being questioned by a law enforcement officer unless the student is in a custodial setting and under 17 years old. I imagine if she was a suspect, there might be more yeah. requirements. But since she's just like being questioned. Yeah. Hey, do you have any info? It's not like you yeah. are a person of interest because the way that he acts towards he being a uh, handlebar acts towards miss dawson when she is subsequently called in for questioning but what does she call him knobs knobs yeah she wants to shave his knobs, knobs. which is just in today's context is not don't the love same that thing. it's not great <laughs> not great uh i think that handlebar needs to practice his power of observation a bit better because mm-hmm. lexi obviously doesn't close the door uh-huh. And then stage whispers to another person as Miss uh-huh. Dawson is being questioned by Handlebar. And I'm like, brother, you are a detective. Yeah. What the fuck, bro? Well, Alan, he's a detective that gets outdone by a 13-year-old. Yeah. And so I, I think that perhaps not the bar by which we should measure all detectives, you know? That's, you know what? Fair, fair point. But we just know. But Miss Dawson does the right thing in Lawyers Up. Because oh, yeah. if I've learned anything sure from watching a fuckload of true crime docs, you always get a lawyer. That was her. She didn't even answer anything. Even if you are innocent, you do not talk to the cops. Immediately makes her look a little suspicious, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, totally agreed. You know, Mammoth Club supports you getting a lawyer, even if you're innocent, for legal reasons, yeah. Um, I- anyway, for reasons. Yep. You do that <laughs> for, for legal reasons. For more know? legal advice, come yeah. to us. Yeah, just, <laughs> actually, we, don't do that, please. Don't we, do that. We we know the law, no, and we, we support our, our we support legal <laughs> things. <laughs> We don't know. Do legal things, but get a lawyer when talking to the cops. Right. Not us. Not us. That's right. Not us. (laughs) Well, we're not lawyers. lawyers. Yeah. Find find someone who's passed the bar in the specific field that you'd like. But we support using them. Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't call us. (laughs) Don't use your lawyer. We're no good to you. We're not. Don't call us. For the record, we're not lawyers. In case, in case you were confused. We, we are not. We are not lawyers. I know you, that's a common misconception of us. Um, what? But, 
<laughs> all of my legal information comes from true crime documentaries. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Orbach, uh, is the source of all <laughs> my, of my legal God. knowledge. Um, Detective Olivia Benson did teach me a lot uh, as well, but, but call Dan Newland, not us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> don't, me, don't your, your forwarded dream comes true. Um, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but even though it's good advice, you heard it here first, folks. Um, even though it's good advice, first? it still does in the moment. <laughs> yeah, we're the first people to ever tell others to get a lawyer. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, it does immediately. She's already suspicious. She's already used threatening language. Mm-hmm. And now she has to get a lawyer. You're immediately suspicious that perhaps she has done the dirty deed. Well, you are supposed death. to always look at the romantic interests in the of course in a, yeah. in a missing of person course. Case. I mean, uh, a crime of passion, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing they just broke up. How could you not? Yes, yeah. a clearer motivation. One of the things we look for when solving a crime. Yeah, well, not we, us. Because we don't solve crimes. <laughs> now, we don't solve again. Crimes. We're, we're also not detectives. <laughs> Another common misconception. We don't have a mystery I machine. know we do play a good bit of Clue. And if you were ever in a mansion with a smattering of random plastic items that represent rope and or candlesticks, we would have opinions. <laughs> Only after thorough research and investigation. That's right. We would say, what cards you got? <laughs> <laughs> to, to somebody without cards. <laughs> Just, hey. Find me in the conservatory just going back and forth between that <laughs> That's and the kitchen. Right. We you love know, a secret yeah, passage. Yeah. <laughs> that one roll, that one dice like, move. <laughs> yep. Oh, Jesus. By the way, we'll get there, but like the end of this movie. I'm not sure we will. I just want to be clear. I'm I'm not sure we're going to get there. <laughs> you know what? Come hell or high water, we will we will fjord this river. We will make it to the ballroom. We will. And honestly, that's where it ends. <laughs> and we it felt like Clue. It case. was Mr. Plum. <laughs> Mr. Body, we will get you justice. <sighs> okay. So, obviously we know that Lexi was, and Jack are going to get involved. <laughs> it was Mrs. Dawson with the car in the river. Jesus Christ! I didn't know that Jack was going to get involved. Like, th- oh, he's the he's the male co lead. He has to. Get I involved. know, but it's like I knew Lexi and Jennifer would get involved, but I uh-huh. wasn't initially sure how Jack would get involved. Uh-huh. Well, they they Jack and Lexi have differing opinions on Miss Dawson's guilt or lack thereof. Also, mm-hmm. it's important to note that Jack and Mister Walker are close. That's like his favorite teacher and. He looks up to him. He's a mentor to Jack. That's mm. important information. Mm-hmm. And the next couple of scenes are all really the setup for these kids getting involved in this investigation. They're going to independently investigate. Um, it starts with Jack and Lexi, with Lexi going to her younger sister and being like, hey, where do you get all this cool tech? Also, her little sister's like, these are stealth glasses or something. Oh, yeah. She's like, cool. And her little sister goes, it means secret. And I was like, she's a writer. She knows the word stealth. Yeah, like, also, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Whatever she says, but it's yeah. like she treats her like she's dumb. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. not dumb. She's a writer. Like she, she, she's she knows it. words. Guys, do you remember how big spy stuff was in the early 2000s? Yeah, because like, I watched Harriet the Spy. It was so popular. It was huge. I had some spy stuff. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you. I want you to tell me every bit of they spy stuff. They showed had. this dish gun. 
you know mm, the, <laughs> the text the sound it had like a big plate on it and um mm. and a rod that came out and yep. you'd point <laughs> it point and it. You baby could, satellite dish it does look like a handheld satellite i had that <laughs> holy you, shit I, do you still have could it you hear no things? can we uh, what could you hear things i'm heartbroken uh, you know, I could. I don't know that I could hear things better than I could have if I just used my ears. But I did have it, and I also had reverse glasses. Whoa! Which were regular glasses, except on the outsides of the lenses, there were tiny little mirrors so that you could see if there was a movement. <laughs> so, so not so the cool so one. tiny that you couldn't really even like see. A hundred percent. That's exactly what it was. Like, like just think about normal sunglasses, but just on the, right, right on your periphery, just tiny slivers God. of mirrored like surface. You missed your calling as a spy, my friend. I, I double O something you know like that's that's, that's what we call you i do double of something this era was big into the spy movie and it was a big into the kid spy situation because yeah. i think at some point i too was like but i would was like a, to solve a crime there was a movie called yeah. spy kids literally spy is kids, what it was called harriet the spy carmen harriet and judy yeah, like I was agent Nancy, agent Cody Banks had to have yeah, been around here. One, yeah. I I know Nancy Drew's older, but I was reading Nancy Drew at this age. Yeah, like, the Harry Boys. Potter at its core is mystery mystery books for at least yeah. three, which were the only ones. All that around. stuff was all sold in like <sighs> natural wonders catalogs. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it all came from like the like these uh, these very specific stores in the mall that I can yeah. like picture in my brain you know like it's so to me it's it's that slice of time of like this store in the mall has random weird tech stuff like i i think i believed i would solve a crime at one point like i think i thought it was only a matter of time until i I remember after harriet the spy i was journaling a lot because that's what she does is she just kind of observes the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and writes down and i remember doing that at some point and being like it's only a matter of time till i can Solve a murder. Did I too solve yeah. a crime in my block? Let me ask you a question, Molly. In your uh, observation of the neighborhood, did you ever install a very illegal <laughs> hidden camera oh, that looked into God. the helm of one of the people there and uh, absolutely invaded all of their privacy? That, I think it's bold of you to call that a hidden camera. <laughs> out there. <laughs> the way it fucking moved, too. As if you would not notice literally the spasming robot outside your window. <laughs> that was Before loud. we talk about that, I do want to talk about the fact that we have now teamed up Lexi and Jack and then Jennifer and then their friend Gabe, who's mm-hmm. always shoving a camcorder in people's face a la True from True Confessions. Yeah. Like, video documenting his life. I do think he and True have gotten along because there's going to be a later sequence about the filming of a birth, which I didn't think we'd have to talk about two weeks in a row, where he hmm. has the videotape of his birth, Max. Yeah. On in his I, library. You know, Molly, earlier you said this movie walks so that Gossip Girl could fly. And I just want to say Blair Witch Project walks so that this movie could could fly because Gabe's camera work with this That's handheld stellar. inspired 
truly, truly inspired. He yeah. loves a close up, is what I'm trying to uh, tell you. But <clears throat> at one point, the four of them go to the spy store, the corner spy <laughs> yeah, store, they do. helping you get a clue. And I was, yeah, first of all, hilarious that the spy store slogan is the movie title. But I think the movie title is in this film more than any other decom. Agreed. Um, but I thought to myself, does a store like that really exist? And I'm happy to tell you that right now, in the greater Orlando area, we could visit either Spy Geeks or Spy Source Plus. Hell yeah. And we Let's could get all of our spy needs. I, I bet you could get that big dish gun. <laughs> I bet you could do it. You don't even, think I'm going to buy it. You, you that, have got another that's not thing even coming. counting all of the online retailers of spy wear. But yes. I. Ooh. Shop local. I was LOL. I get the idea that in 15 minutes I could be at Spy Geeks, <laughs> mm-hmm. ready to purchase some equipment. Mm. Mm. Yes, they have gathered their spy equipment. They are ready to begin the spying. They set up, as you mentioned, Max, this incredibly obvious camera on the outside of Mrs. Dawson's home. Thank goodness she's. She, she doesn't do anything more than just do Zumba dancing in her living room. I do want to no, introduce another plot line that we kind of have grazed over that mm-hmm. we, I think is kind of funny that they bring this in, but it's also like, I don't know if it's necessary. This movie at, at this point, the four of them are all, uh, they've all met and they're discussing their plot. And this movie now becomes part spy kid movie, murder mystery, part humbling the rich girl. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I 100% agree, Molly. I, when they introduced the like class and money thing, I was like, what are we doing? Like, uh-huh. this, we are, we are back to classic decom of like, we need all the storylines. We need <laughs> every one of them. Like, we, and, and, and you know what? I'll give them credit. At the end of this movie, they go through a rapid fire resolution of every freaking one of them. Like, they oh, yeah. just bang, 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 bang. Like they just go to so at least they get resolved, I guess. But it is this movie could have gone for another 30 minutes. I'm thankful it didn't. But the way that they were like, all right, we've got two minutes and 30 seconds, resolve all of it. And like, all right, bet. But yeah, all of a sudden, like it's very clear that Lexi is spoiled and rich, and then Jack keeps being like, Do you know what the subway is? Like, just like Are you afraid of the subway? But she's she's probably fair to be afraid of the New York subway. I'm afraid of the New York subway. It's it's a subway. I've been told by... There are questionable things that happen on the New York subway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not scared to, like, figure it out. I'm I'm scared of what my eyes would see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, your business is your business on the subway. Probably. Nobody else's. Uh, I do want to talk about this. Very one key moment, because it did make me laugh. I I LOL'd a little bit. We have Miss Dawson doing her exercise tape that... Jennifer is awkwardly uh, mirroring. What kind of exercise would you call that, Alan? I, I think it's safe to say you exercise the most. Yeah. The three <laughs> as the as the most experienced exerciser as the here, chief fitness officer. Listen, yeah, not, not a fucking clue. I think that <laughs> it, it was the most interesting jazzer size, but like kind of kind of kick based, like pre Zumba shit. Kick based. Well, and the reason it's kick based, Max, is because there is a a zoom in shot for all of half a second. Where we see Miss Dawson kick, and they do a of like an action sequence kick from like yeah. a Bruce Lee well, or no, Chuck Norris foot. And it's important to discuss this kick because Jennifer, like we were saying, is doing the exercises 
it along with her. So uh-huh. Jennifer and Gabe spying on the teacher, teacher's doing her weird exercise, and Jennifer's like, I love this tape, and she's doing it along with her in the back. And Gabe goes, what are you doing? She could be a murderer. And it is that moment that uh-huh. they cut to the kick, as if to indicate that that kick That's could how kill she did someone. It. She kicked the car off the bridge. I, 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 I was like, are you suggesting this petite woman <laughs> kicked somebody with that? And it's not a strong mind With kick. the force. I'm not trying to suggest that a woman could not be strong enough to hurt somebody with a kick, but I just thought this middle-aged school teacher doing Zumba are you're telling me that's how she murdered someone mm-hmm. with this yeah. little kick Hi-ya. this kick. is them establishing more uh, like the, you know her her legs are a deadly weapon so now she has she had motivation now she has means you know and then we're just we're just really filling out the, the dossier Dawson here with, with the high kicks that's right yeah. now, now, now I I have to say I know that earlier I said, oh, you know, a fall from grace for Brenda's song. But I, I, I will just say, you know, even though I think that she got carry this film in the same way that uh, she did Ultimate Christmas Present, I do think that Brenda's song making up a a fitness video because it's obvious she's not watching what's happening on that screen and she's just making some shit up they clearly were like act like you're doing a fitness thing and she's just I don't know flailing her body behind Gabe is the single best thing that happens in this entire (laughs) film I'm here to tell you I agree so much uh, okay, so while we have Brenda Song kicking and flailing her way into our hearts, we have Jack and Lexi going to Brooklyn to visit Mr. Walker's home, which Lexi's is never been to Brooklyn. I mean, listen again. The, I mean, only pores go to Brooklyn. That's what she's saying. She's, <laughs> she's, she, she literally like looks up and she goes, she sees people who aren't dressed to the nines and white. Nod wasps. And I love they make sure to get very obvious choices to be like it's diverse here because right. they're like yes. here are some jewish folks with yarmulkes and uh yeah. the orthodox jew like with the with the curled hairstyle mm. and here are is like a homeless black person like they like mm. really are like we're gonna hit all the beats real yep. quick so you know this is not her neighborhood right yeah and she's a fish out of water. They end up going to Mr. Walker's house. How does Jack know where Mr. Walker lives? Well, he's been there before. Hold on. I'm sorry, Alan. There's a beat we have to hit because it's... it's if Brenda's song is my favorite moment, this is my favorite plot point. All right, let's do it. Which is she walks by a guy wearing a green jacket. Dude, I lost my shit. <laughs> I lost it here. She, she walks by a man who's wearing a green jacket. That and she says to be. that... Must be Mr. Walker's green jacket. How many people in this city could wear that green frock? And we will pay this moment off later. In the wildest way. In the craziest way you could ever imagine. I don't know. I I I don't know how anybody could have predicted how this thing will get paid <laughs> off. But insane. they will pay it off later. They will resolve this random encounter. In the moment, I was like. You know, it's a real missed gag here. What I want is that, like, I want her to be so out of touch with reality that she sees any kind of 
like normal clothing that's not designer, she sees it as like so much less than and only one person on earth would mm -hmm. wear it, right? Mm -hmm. I want her to walk by that guy and be like, he must have he must have killed Mr. Walker. He has his green. I want them to walk by a store that's just filled with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I want a whole window filled with that green jacket because like she's so disconnected from reality. Like if we're doing this, let's do it. Um, and instead we get maybe the craziest thing I've ever seen in a decom, which is the payment so of good. this moment. I, can't I, wait. I just I can't wait. I don't know what the fuck I watched I when do they resolve this storyline i was cackling i was at a point where i was like what the actual fuck is happening and i can't wait to get there what we have first or what we have happening next is uh jack and lexi walk into mr walker's apartment it's fucking open and unlocked they mm -hmm. uh, we listen we're back to our roots we gotta be an e they literally just walk. Well, they don't, like, they don't break. They just enter. They, yeah, it's just yeah. an E. We have an E, and they walk We inside. also see the, the principal. This is uh, totally unnecessary. They see the principal there while they are. She's, oh, like, Mrs. in Stern. the area. Yeah, Mrs. Stern, she's, like, around. I don't know why we did this storyline. Yes, they'll resolve it later, let, but another fucking crazy thing. Well, like, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I have a fun fact involving Mrs. Stern that I cannot wait to get to. That is, I literally read it. I was like, the actual fuck is this? And I can't wait to share this bit of trivia with you, but just like, let's put a yeah. pin in that. Also, I, I think they missed a really good opportunity to make a joke that her name is Mrs. Stern. Yeah. Like, yeah. they talk about how strict she is all the time. And I was like, oh, we're going to get a joke that she lives up to her name. Never once. Nope. What a missed nah. opportunity. A I, I think based on this bit of trivia, I think her role was significantly cut. Oh. It's, it's almost like they're trying to make her another suspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's said. like they're trying to keep putting people in, but they just are like muddying with like the weirdest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they begin searching Mr. Walker's house. They find many files. They find a briefcase with the initials NP. Nobody knows who NP stands for or what it stands for, but their searching, their investigation is interrupted when a dapper vampire emerges into the room. Hmm. Detective Meany. Yeah. And he has found Lindsay Lohan and Bug Hall in their, their search. And he's like, guys, what you're doing is illegal. I'm a detective wow. on the case. Last time we saw him, he was being put in a coffin after a date with Caroline Ray. I don't know how I got and out. Here he is back again. It had silver nails. I don't know how I got out. Silver Truly. nails certainly don't have anything to do with vampires, but hey. He's creepy though. Yeah, very. They, we get some we get some creepy vibes from him in this space. We spend a lot of time focusing on his apparel and his accessories, namely a watch. And this is when I want to say I would watch a buddy cop show with Lexi and Elwoods from Legally Blonde. Because the mm. two of them could be the law and order, but like fashion edition. Mm. Because they both, they both use their knowledge of the fashion industry to solve mm. crime. Elle, mm. of course, as a lawyer. And Lexi's shaping up to be the detective. Sure, yeah. I would watch it. Elle is the law. Yeah. Lexi is the order. Correct. Mm. Yeah. But Incredible instead show. of special victims unit, it's like... Fashion Victims Unit. It's like Unit. Y all. F <laughs> The Y'alls The Y'alls unit. unit. Yes. <laughs> Jack is dubious about Lexi's 
intuition around the detective. We believe as the audience, she is basing her thoughts on what a detective looks like based on Detective Potter, who was rather disheveled when we saw him last. And mm-hmm. Detective Meany is very well put together with a very expensive watch. And an expensive mm-hmm. suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's thousands of years old. He's, he's it's why he can money. afford it. Like She's like, how could it? I, well, he's a vampire. It's, mm-hmm. it's obvious how he could afford it. And while they're in Brooklyn discussing this they're like we have to do more research on mr walker and this mm. np and figure out what's going on and lexi's like we can go back to my place and jack's like nah my house is right fucking there we can go in that house and again all of this time with jack is meant to introduce lexi to a world that she is unfamiliar with we go inside we jack's house is more modest it is a singular house itty single parent kind of gets ticked up it's just his mom there can i point out though they're they're doing this secondary plot of like showing the rich girl what life is like yeah the pores but like jack still lives in a nice house and like Mm -hmm. his mom's a nurse like she has like a career like i don't know what i wanted that i wanted them to not do this plot i guess but i'm like it's it's just blue it's just blue collar like it's not it's not like they're you know not that they're not in poverty yeah but they are blue collar and yeah i i agree with you like my desire is just that this plot doesn't exist like i don't know why we're doing this yeah Yeah, we could have easily like i could have easily done any number of things yeah i i don't know if i'd consider a nurse blue collar i don't know it just felt like and i I mean but i guess his brother's in the military which i don't know it just seemed like they didn't go far enough like they're they're like shoehorning this plot point in and then they give his family like a a nice house like yes it's not a penthouse but it it's you know a multi-story townhouse with multiple mm-hmm. rooms like his mom has a good it's not like it's like oh my dad died and my mom's been out of work for it like they did, sure you know what i mean like i felt like they could have gone further they mm-hmm. could have gone further and normally they would have and instead they're like oh here's my mom she cooks me home-cooked meals and is an emergency room nurse and also i live in a nice like middle-class home yeah well i think that they want i I don't yeah i mean i think that they want it to feel comforting and comfortable and that it's warm because what they're contrasting is the money but also the feeling of family right when when lex comes in and he's like oh my like that smells so good. Oh, my mom's making dinner. Oh, your mom cooks because earlier when we went to Lex's apartment, she was like, I'll get the menu book. We'll order food, right? Like she's coming from a family that seemingly nobody cooks. They order delivery for all their meals. It feels probably like kind of cold. Not that her family doesn't, you know, that there's no affection, but that like there's this sense of like comfort and home that maybe I think they're contrasting on top of the money thing, which is like, mm. hey, maybe we don't have money, but it feels like home in a way that maybe you aren't used to because she's associating it to be negative. And I think that if she walked into that home and it was not as good of a situation, then it wouldn't challenge her view, right? Mm. Like she already thinks negatively about it. So it would just sort of double down on her viewpoint on it. Right. And I guess to make that point further, they should have made her home life shittier. Like, it just sure. feels like they didn't go far enough on any aspect Agreed. of this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she should have had an issue with mom. Like, she should have wanted mom at dinner, but mom's never at dinner. But, like, they show mom at dinner. Like, it just... Right. 
it seems like another like a shoehorned like subplot that we didn't need. Right. It, yeah. it, it only outside of what you're all mentioning, it serves to deepen the relationship between Jack and Lexi. And that's what we're going for, because the subplot that has happened all this time is Jennifer is convinced that Lexi has a crush on Jack. Lexi is denying it, even though she does. Um, and it just serves to deepen that bond because now they're like they're She is in his space. Right. Like mm-hmm. uh, learning about his family and everything that's going the, on. The thing about Jack, though. Tell me. Yeah. He played, sorry, I know, Molly, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played mm-hmm. um, for the Mighty Apple because we find out he's a bowler <laughs> sure and he competed for the Mighty Apple. Do you yeah. think he was on the other team? I think it's very possible. Uh, he was on he East wasn't, Appleton. I'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh, no, the thing about Jack is, you know, it's it's interesting that we're talking about, oh, here. about his crushes. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because as Alan kindly pointed out earlier, Jack is played by Bug Hall, who we all probably first were introduced to as Alfalfa from The Little Mm -hmm. Rascals. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we all remember Alfalfa's crush in The Little Rascals. Darla. Darla. Dear Darla. Now, Darla was played by Brittany Ashton Holmes, Hmm. who has continued to act and has been in many different roles, including a, a pivotal role, Girl on Boat. What? Oh. <laughs> it, I would say, I would suggest she played that role as Darla as well. <laughs> True. <laughs> she's <laughs> played this role, but she's an experienced Girl on Boat actor. Yeah, that's probably how she got cast in Humanoids from the Deep. What? Oh. As Girl what? on Boat. She submitted her Darla. Yeah. Uh, real for a for audition. Yeah. They're like you're I've in. I've been on the boat before. You're in. Uh, alongside her in Humanoids from the Deep is Justin Walker. He plays a character called Matt, which I don't care about. What I care about is the fact that he is Christian in the incredible film Clueless, which mm. if you're not a, a, a avid Clueless fan, Christian is the gay kid that Cher falls in love with for like a minute because she's always fallen in love with different people because Mm. she's like oh he loves fashion in the same movies I do but unfortunately for Cher it's not going to work out. Who it does weirdly work out with though is her stepbrother Josh who's Mm. played by Paul Rudd who looks the exact same as when he was in (laughs) Yeah, true. very annoying Uh, but you know Paul Rudd's been in in dozens and dozens of roles but I think one of his most uh, notable roles is, of course, Scott Lang or Ant-Man. Of course, yeah. And uh, there are many an Ant-Man appearance, but I think one of the best ones is in Endgame. He he kind of solves the whole problem. Yeah, like, he sure. He kind of figures it all out. Yeah. Uh, and he has to then talk to uh, Secretary of State Thaddeus Ross. Yeah. Mm. Played by the late William T. Hurt, mm-hmm. who also assumed that role in i mean dare i say one of the best most highly loved marvel cinematic universe films the incredible hulk ah yeah that is true we love the incredible hulk it is why it's why it got that drink at the avengers campus because it is top tier (laughs) everyone loves it so much (laughs) yeah um and and you know what we could thank jim van wick for that because he was the executive producer of the incredible sure Hulk. thank you to yeah. jim um, thanks jim not his first jim. time executive producing a film though because wouldn't you know it he was also the executive producer of the 1998 smash hit 
Armageddon. Wow. wow. Way to go, Jim. Two bangers. Two equally yeah. good bangers. Equally good bangers. Yeah, they, are, they are the same rating in all of our heads and hearts. Yeah. And uh, it's been a minute since we've talked about this character in Armageddon, but I thought, you know, just for one more second, we'll keep it in the MCU. And that's Oscar, played by Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 And uh, he also played Rick in a little film called Hall Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and along the way, he meets Mandy, who is played by uh, another 90s heartthrob, Alyssa Milano. Mm. Also keeping it in the MCU. Is she in the MCU? Well, you see the ship in Guardians of the Galaxy is named oh, the Milano oh, because of Star Wars' uh, fascination with her. So, I'm- yes. It's true. I'm currently trying to not remember that the Guardians of the Galaxy exist because I want to bleach my brain after watching the third one yesterday. Mm. So, um, uh, but also, fun fact about Alyssa Milano, she was the, uh, they modeled Ariel after her. Um, anyway, I know Melissa, Alyssa Milano, not from Charmed, not from uh, Who's the Boss, but I know her best from a short run drama called Mistresses. Mm-hmm. Where she played one of the lead characters, Savvy, and it's all these four women who are in their 40s and they have a lot of sex. And it's about them just like, it's kind of like Sex in the City, but it was on ABC, so it wasn't as good as Sex in the City, but mm-hmm. it like filled that void in my heart. Um, mm-hmm. And she plays, again, the main one of the main characters, Savvy, who is going through a tough time with her husband, Harry. And Harry, I recognized right away when I saw him, Mistresses. Because he played, uh, played by Brett Tucker, he played Max Regency, who is a character from a book series turned Australian children's show that sure. I loved as a kid, The Saddle Club. Uh-huh. Ah. Okay, Horse Girl. Mm-hmm. Horse yeah, Girl Strikes yeah, Again. Yeah. It was there a, she is. It was an awesome book series about these friends that all rode horses and they too solved crime sometimes but they also just dealt with issues like in the show ring or like being preteens and Uh one of those main horse girls main yeah Mm. nailed it uh her name was carol hansen and i immediately recognized her in this movie because while she's only in like two scenes as karen a role that doesn't even have her picture on it on IMDb. Oh. Played by Keenan McWilliam. But Karen is one of the kids in yearbook or in newspaper uh, with, sure. with the other two. She's got a darker complexion and really pretty eyes. Oh. She's like noteworthy. And so mm-hmm. I knew her immediately from the Saddle Club TV show. But there you are. From Alpha Alpha to, to, to Karen. To Karen. Really from Main to tail, if you will. Hmm. You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. So anyway, we are back and we have we have established that we are getting recon and intel. We have Gabe and Jennifer with the recording, certainly not violating any privacy laws nope. of Mrs. Dawson. Dawson. Of, of, of the name Creek, um, Dawson's Creek. And when we have the information and intel that Jack and Lexi have gathered, they gather back at Lexi's abode. And mm-hmm. they are doing this team get together and recap 
while Jack is searching on uh, the internet, we, we presume, because he's got a keyboard out. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, a wire that goes to nowhere. And effectively, this is, this is just them throwing their opinions at each other in this scene. It's not, they don't really accomplish much until Jack interjects and is like, look, look what I found. Has Mrs. Dawson had a visitor yet? Uh, oh, yes. We've had two things that have happened. Thank you for reminding me. Miss Dawson has a visitor for, who is the teacher of the, uh, the yearbook or the, 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 the newspaper, newspaper, editor. newspaper editor teacher. Andrew. guy. And yeah. at the same time, at Jack's home, he gets an email from Mr. Walker yeah. All right. the day after he is his car has been found in a lake. So they know Mr. Walker is alive. Right. So like they, they or it's a scheduled email, which mm-hmm. apparently no one can consider as a possibility. Absolutely. Why would they? Why would they consider that? <laughs> I actually was like, someone else sent it. <laughs> sure. They went into the files on this computer because this computer was donated to to Jack by <laughs> Mr. Walker. And they find work. it's not it doesn't belong to Jack Walker or I'm sorry, Orlando Walker. It belongs to Nicholas Petrosian. And yeah. what? <laughs> Yeah, he just goes right click system info and it's like this system was owned by Nicholas Petrosian and you're like, oh, okay. well, there's the answer, I guess we found it. And the impetus for Nicholas Petrosian is when they're having their get together back at Lexi's house. Jack is trying to search about who Nicholas Petrosian is and finds out that it is somebody who has been accused of embezzlement to the tune of ten million dollars. Yeah, not just accused from embezzlement, then found to be dead, question mark. Yep. Which brings me to my next favorite headline in this movie. Yep. They show a picture of a newspaper um, that says, banker cashed out. <laughs> a man died. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> it reminds me of Parks and Recreation whenever Leslie's tried to come up with the headlines, and they're always so stupid. Like, uh, yeah. A man is dead today, and we're making a fucking bank pun. I, I like, just wanted on the record, though, if I die tragically, I would like it to be a pun. As that, yeah. If, if a local paper or Say less. feels the yeah. need, if you, you know guys, what, we'll we'll handle that for you. Put that, Max and I, put we that got on it. the Mammoth Club Instagram. I need <laughs> yeah. a pun. We got it. Yeah. Um, She's been Armageddon. Like, <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah, something about being sharked, maybe, yeah, or yeah, you yeah. know, like, yeah. So they they have this discovery: Nicholas Petrosian, embezzlement, dead. But the last name Petrosian that means something. So it's a ready break moment of like, let's go see if we can't figure something out about the Petrosian family. As they do, they head back to school. We have. Lexi now falling deeper in maddening love with Jack as she is ignoring her friend. As her friend blathers on about fashion stuff that normally Lexi would be so engaged, she finds herself fawning in voiceover about Jack. And Jack walks up and is like, I use my Brooklyn ingenuity. And I've Hell located yeah. Mrs. Petrosian speaking in the his, white pages. Speaking of his Brooklyn ingenuity, did y'all like his accent in this movie? It was, where, Loved what, it. what was it? <laughs> What? Loved it. Where was he? Where was it from? I loved it. It was so good. Ten out of ten. It was great. You know. It was great. Yeah. It was great. It was great. It was great. Hey, I have a question. Hmm. Quick, dirty. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow! Quick and dirty. I think that Jen is the Gilbert of this movie. Agreed. Uh huh. Fully agreed. So I ask you, higher or lower? Higher. Really? I think like. 
it's marginally better. I yeah. would have I would have said the same. Uh huh. But I think that like there's she's marginally better because she's she's down to do most of what she needs to do. Whereas Gilbert was like, I don't want to do anything until I break yeah. through this wall with the hearse. Yeah. I, I, I agree. She's higher because she's all, she's in from the very beginning. Yeah. And she'd yeah. be way more fun to hang out with. Oh, fully agree. Sure. Fully agree. Yeah. If you have interests that are aligned with hers, if not, it will, it will be nails on a chalkboard. You two can do fitness classes that look like that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm set. Back so they like she's in the white pages. I've got her address. I know we're we let's let's go after school to go visit Mrs. Petrosian. Let's go to a really stereotypical Yeah, they go to the most stereotypically like icky yeah, representation. It's like, but it's the music that got me. It was oh, like they play God. this like stereotypical like music and they go to a like Jewish community center, I guess. Or uh, just a It's Jewish just a Jewish neighborhood. neighborhood. But it's like just kind of laughed because I was like, all right, we're, it, that's, we're making it very clear. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Once again, we're really hammering home that we are in a different neighborhood right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Okay. In a, in a very weird style. But we get introduced to my favorite character in this moment. And that is Mrs. Petrosian. I thought she was just unhinged and delightful the mm-hmm. entire time. I was like, you... Yes, I enjoy your <laughs> I enjoy your presence here. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're not on the scene off. You're you're not like on the screen often, but when you are, I'm I'm smiling. This is yeah, fun, you're like, happy you, about it. You are you are a wildly unhinged person, and I'm here for it. Talk about an eye for fashion. Oh yeah. So we get introduced to Mrs. Petrosian, who puts up like a half-assed fight to not allow these kids inside, and then Mr. Walker. Is in the house. He's and he's like, like these kids are cool, ma. ma. Yeah. He's like, Let I know I in. faked my own death, but twice. like those kids could know. <laughs> I faked my own death twice. <laughs> also, um, if anyone watched the short lived Courtney Cox show Cougar Town, he's in mm. it. Mm. And I couldn't cool. stop thinking about it. Hmm. Well, because I recently watched a few episodes. Uh, yeah. It had been a while. Doesn't hold up. Well, not not for lack of him trying. His acting chops are incredible. When he is literally just explaining the all of the things to these kids, he sits and I was like, "Hey, I was Nathaniel Petrosian. I was an elite banker. I had sweet cowboy boots. I, I had some. Shit. Oh my god, the best boots. And I was making big wig deals, getting to know everybody. I was snorting cocaine and getting laid all the tra- time. I was like, doing bumps was on the on the fucking toilets." <laughs> With the Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, it was like, a whole yeah. thing. Just, this is the Disney. This is the decom Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and then all, all of a sudden, one day, I opened up a letter that had a check for ten million dollars on it. Yeah, <laughs> it was like shit. And as a banker, I was like, money, no thanks. <laughs> and I was like, let me find the family restroom so I can go in, lock the door, pull down the changing table, and do the longest line in celebration. <laughs> I rolled that check up and I used it to store my line. <laughs> <laughs> Here at Mammoth Club, we don't support the use of illicit drugs. Remember that whether you are innocent or guilty, find a lawyer. And it's not what? us. Also, don't yeah, do cocaine. Again, we're not lawyers or uh, supporters of cocaine use. Oh, my God. Or detectives. 
there is going to be a time where I feel like this clip is going to be used as evidence for something. <laughs> and I'm hoping it's proof of our innocence. <laughs> yeah, well, we are clearly stating we're not those things, Alan. We are, I know. We are uh, not those things. We do not yeah. use we cocaine. We do not use cocaine. It sounds like we do that. <laughs> No, we don't do it. I know we don't, but it's now at the point where it's like, it's, it's like well, I can't say it more clearly. We do not use cocaine. I just wanted to tell us about the stupid fucking uh, bank plot. I just want to know where he got his cowboy Oh, boots. God. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's get the rinsing. Back on the rails. I just want to establish one thing, yeah. okay? Yes, the man uh, gets framed for embezzlement of $10 million. He fakes his own death uh, to escape the danger of being framed for this or whatever. He runs away to a new town. He takes on the identity of a dead man. He steals the identity of a dead man. <laughs> that dead man happens to have been a teacher. And so with no teaching credentials, he just takes on that job and decides to take on the role of educating teenagers with absolutely no experience or education <laughs> like, at all. Found and like by the way, has been successful. I mean, it's unbelievable. Ron like Santos would use this man as a case study for all of his nonsense right now. Oh my god. He would be like, look, it does work. So crazy. This what movie this, is so if, crazy. But here's my question. Thank God it was a teacher. What if he assumed the role of a surgeon. <laughs> yeah. God. He's like, I can do this job. And I turned out I liked it. I <laughs> <laughs> it's like catch me if you can style. God. Yeah. But throughout all this, the, we have exposition, explanation of plot. There is a note provided that is runny. Uh, ink is run because it was in the rain. And it's like telling him to meet at a hotel lobby. And obviously, this grown-ass man who has faked his death death twice and identity theft once has... Uh, trust kids. He's like, all right, guys, take the note and figure this shit out. Go meet a stranger in a hotel lobby, kids. <laughs> and then... They, they get this great plan to go to the hotel lobby. This is straight up out of the board game clue. I shit you not. It is all of the key suspects and players that we have seen throughout this film are in the same place at the same time. And it is chaos. But not before we all dress like it's the Matrix. That's right. We have to put on our black leather and crazy hairstyles. Brenda Song's hair in this final scene is fucking insane <laughs> and it is straight out of the matrix so like I, it is clear that movie has been popular we also know the sun never sets on a badass and they are all wearing sunglasses while inside That's for far true. too long i loved this moment i wanted this moment earlier i thought we were gonna get the montage earlier but i'm glad we get it now with them gearing up and putting on their cool black leather outfits and once again i'm just like sharpay evans exists because Lindsay Lohan and Brenda Song laid the groundwork. Mm. Like, mm. just fabulous. Like, there was an outfit Brenda Song was wearing a little bit ago. It was a green sequin skirt and, like, boots and a, and a collared shirt. I was like, I would wear that literally right now. Mm. So, I just, I'm here for the fashions. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the craziness that ensues in this ballroom. 
The gist of the plan, and I'm outlining it to you, listener, because it was supposed to be quite simple. Mr. Walker, a.k.a. Nathan Petrosian, was going to come in, wear a wire, and meet the individual who is threatening him. All the while, four 13-year-olds are looking on to protect him. What a great bouncer crew that is. The goal from there would be to apprehend said person doing the threatening, and then through legal stuff that nobody knows, pardon Nathaniel Petrosian, or Nathan Petrosian. Who's apprehending him? The 13-year-olds? Yeah, the 13-year-olds. That was the plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shit plan. What happens is chaos because we have the reveal of the villain, but only after every single fucking named character in this movie shows up to this one ballroom. Every yep, single named true. character is there. Yep. And suddenly Detective Meanie walks in and looks at Nathan Petrosian, Orlando Walker, and is revealed to be the villain because Nathan, not, you know, listen, can Nathan Petrosian steal an identity? Absolutely. But you know who else can? Granville, the old Mm -hmm. boss of Nathan Petrosian's back at the bank who framed Petrosian. Mm -hmm. And it is in this time where there is a threat exchanged. Granville, a.k.a. Detective Meanie pulls the wire AKA out. A.K.A. a vampire. A, yeah, A.K.A. a AKA creature of the night. The dad from the nanny. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pulls the wire, notifying him that, no, Petrosian has been wiretapped, and now I must flee. And we get Monty Python's School of Silly Runs as mm-hmm. we have the same homeless man <laughs> is now being chased is by security throughout the hotel Dude, while I, I just <laughs> I was laughing so hard it hurt. and then you find out why he's there and you're like why is he being chased like it just doesn't make like, sense it's just like I just but like, why is he there okay so we got okay okay we gotta explain it we get a chase sequence that lasts for way too long with a 14 year old's looking for uh, detective Meanie, aka Granville while yep. you have hotel security chasing a homeless man. The same homeless man yep. we've seen earlier. And wearing the one green jacket. Wearing the, the green the trench, correct. The only green trench in the only one. New York. Mm-hmm. We have a, a moment between Jack and Lexi because Lexi gets a, an accessory trapped on a steaming vent that Jack saves her from in this chase sequence. For some is, reason. For, for reasons. Uh, they share a, a smooch on the cheek. Then they show him like wire cutter this like Alex and Annie bracelet she has it's like on like a Tiffany bracelet I and mean. they like zoom in on it left there and I was like oh it's gonna be like found that she was down like they like make a point to like show that her bracelet is left behind and I guess maybe that's like the money's not important like whatever she's ch- but like uh, this, uh, just, yeah, this, I oh, thought this they were gonna oh, I, I thought they were doing something by being like that was a Tiffany bracelet yeah. but I left it behind because yeah. solving the murder is more important oh, wow. sure yeah. hey, hey not only that you know what we think that maybe we're going to find uh, we, th- because Jack and Lexi are continuing to make the chase for Detective Meanie uh, and they hear sounds inside of the women's locker room. So Lexi this looks over at Lexi looks over at Jack. Dude. He's like, "Jack, you can't come in here. It's the women's locker room." And she goes inside and starts being fucking loud, which is not what you do when you hear somebody screaming as if they're in bondage. And what we get is Mrs. Dawson, for an unknown reason, tied up in her robe, face mask, feet, and two different liquids. 
But neither one seems to be hurting her. That's and, true. And she is is pulled out of that situation by Lexi, and then Lexi shoves her into a shower. And yeah, she Lexi acts just like, turns on a shower and pushes her in and leaves. But she acts like Lindsay is turning on a shower of acid onto her. Yeah, like, she holds her, her breath. Her reaction is so crazy because she's like, I got to call for a free spa day. Like, look, this is what I get. And you're supposed to understand that Mr. Meanie set up this fake spa day. And I guess the spa is to go sit in the bathroom with your feet in two different liquids. I don't, I, at first I was like, oh, are those liquids like acid like i was like what is why are her feet in weird colorful water but yeah, one's like orange and one was red it was and and so lexi <laughs> frees her and then is like okay sorry i had to do this and just shoves her into the shower but like she literally acts that by shoving her into the shower it's shoving her to her death <sighs> like <sighs> it's bonkers that's the noise she makes listeners it, it's all insane but even more insane is what happens next because lexi and Jack reconnect. And Lexi's like, hey, don't worry about it. it just Mrs. Dawson. And I pushed her in a shower. We're all good now. And so she they continue running. now. <laughs> <laughs> and then they continue running through the hotel. And they pass by a ballroom after a homeless man runs into a ballroom. And then reveals himself to be a politician. A, a council con- person disguised as a homeless man. Because he lived as a homeless man for four days to four feel weeks. what it was like as a homeless man. Four weeks, weeks. thank you, thank you. And he rips off his his disguise. Beneath his disguise is a well-pressed suit. So I- Yeah, a full suit. Full suit. I want to point out that at one one moment, because we've seen this, quote, homeless gentleman a few times. At one point, I said to Alan while they were running, I feel like this- Man is actually three kids on top of each other in a trench coat. <laughs> you weren't that far off. <laughs> because they look like the scene in Little Rascals where the two kids <laughs> climb on each other and have mm-hmm. the big fake beards and the fake trench coats. Like it was mm-hmm. not far off. <laughs> the way that they were running in those scenes was just flailing. Like it it was the most unnatural movement I've seen, I think, ever, maybe. They were like octopus trying to just... It's like when Phoebe runs in Friends. It's, uh, yeah. It's, oh, God. They were like wacky, wavy, inflatable arm flailing tube men in yeah. motion. And you it know? felt like, like their bodies weren't connected. Like, the rest of... Like, their arms weren't part of their well, body. The like, top kid is trying to balance. Yeah, it's like, it's I, think it's two, I think it's a couple raccoons on top of each other something. His feet fail about as if they independent from his body um so this scene unfolds and i was like what the fuck is happening here and it's intended to be a teaching moment for lexi that a coat isn't just a coat for some people it's shelter and mm-hmm. they don't linger on that at all because continuing the monty python school of silly runs yeah. we have a vampire sprint behind them off screen because as it turns out one time Mr. Walker saw the not homeless homeless man senator person and gave him his jacket. Yeah, it's implied that it is Mr. Walker's jacket, yes, right? Like yes. Yeah. Like it is the only green trench coat in New York. I just, I don't know what's happening. This is, listener, this is when they start trying to resolve everything very fast. Very fast. So lucky for them, the villain who had plenty of time to leave the premises has chosen not to leave the premises. That's right. And instead runs by this ballroom. And the kids continue to, to 
try to seek him out and chase him. Now, security finds him at a certain point, and they're like, what are you doing? And they end up sitting down with Mrs. Petrosian over a bit of tea. That's their, that's their cover. Hey, we're here with my grandma for tea. We're... Where Lindsay Lohan breaks out the rear view glasses. Now, unlike yours, Max, that were mirrors. Yeah, mine, hers, much more high tech than yeah, mine. Hers, she pressed yeah. the button and it made a beeping noise and a computer came on on uh, yeah. her glasses. And it showed Granville Falco, which was his name, his God given name, <laughs> 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 running behind <laughs> them all in this dessert extravaganza. That guy yeah. loves full of the trying elderly. to kill children. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> and Jack, in a moment of sheer brilliance, takes yeah. a tray from a group of caterers in the midst of, again, this event is full of the elderly. So if he knocks into any one of them, it is going to cause a problem. And he throws this, naturally what anyone would do, throws this platter, this, this push cart, and it hits <laughs> a serving okay. platter carried by two chefs and throws a wedding cake on top of yeah a, a giant like four-tiered cake which flies into the air and collides with a vampire <laughs> and the weight of which is enough to topple him it's enough to take him down what is in yeah. that cake bricks i think <laughs> yeah. i mean cement maybe yeah but we now have this the, everything is coalescing and who else should appear but detective potter Sans handlebar mustache. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, it fell off. <laughs> because when Lexi met him the first time, she said, you'd look better without that. And he's like, you know what? I do care about 14-year-old girls' opinions, and I'm mm-hmm. going to shave this off. And by shave and it this, off, I mean rip that face. And this glue isn't holding right. anyway. <laughs> this tape is nonsense. So he just pulled it right off. And this is inexplicable, because while this is occurring, Lexi is narrating why the other suspects are innocent. Mm-hmm. What? So while Detective Potter is breaking in like everybody's doing it, Lexi is now voiceover. Mrs. Stern liked Mr. Walker, but got rejected. And that's why she was at his house that one day when we were both there. Mr. Goldblum got rejected by Miss Dawson. And then Mr. Goldblum and Mrs. Stern got together. <laughs> what? Okay. The fuck? Why is that important? This is a very weird and incestuous teacher body at the school. Yeah, they're all fucking all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If now, one of them got an STD, they're all boned. Like it's all literally. Now, this is where it's important that I bring to you the trivia fun fact that I mentioned earlier. Let us remove the pin because we uh-huh. know for a fact that Granville Falco is the villain. Yeah. But he wasn't the first villain in the script. Oh, they actually in 2001, because this film was originally said to be released in January of 2002 and it was pushed back because there was a well-concealed reshoot that had to occur in late 2001 to film a different ending, concluding that the villain in the film was Meanie or Granville Falco. In the original ending, the villain was Mrs. Stern. Hmm. I could see that. They were kind of plugging her in a few times. Now, the plot was that Mrs. Stern was a teacher that knew of of Mr. Walker's previous life because she, too, was also in Arizona at the time of this 
uh, this embezzlement fake death occurring. Now, this is one of those situations where like, thank God we did a rewrite because could you imagine? But fun she wasn't fact, in the mob though. She just was. No, she was just present. Was threatening to like at the time. Yeah, just find out to she him. was in Arizona, and so therefore she knew about his entire fake past. Yep. So 100%. then tried to murder him. Yeah, yeah. So then tried to frame him. Now, Dude. now, if you buy the Get a Clue DVD, you can choose which ending oh you get to see. Whoa. Now, the original ending is shot in poorer quality because they upgraded the quality of the film. Uh -huh. It's actually a different resolution because it didn't go through post. Uh -huh. So if we are interested, I'm, I'm on we can right see the original ending of Get a yeah. Clue it with feels, Miss Stern. It, it feels film. like Clue. It feels like, you know, going into it, you know, seeing all the endings at the end of Clue. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, it is not Miss Stern. It is Granville Falco. And there is this subplot of like, where did the $10 million go? Nobody can find it. Detective Potter is going to have to arrest, arrest Mr. Walker because he doesn't know where the money is. And then Lexi, with her keen fashion eye, yeah. sees a brooch. Dude, this shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. But listen, Max, anybody with this keen level of fashion sense that has been displayed, That's like Lexi Gold. with it. I don't, it's not about her recognizing it. Sees a brooch uh -huh. with a rare canary diamond. Yeah. That Mrs. Petrosian found at the bank the day before the embezzlement scheme was executed. She found she, this brooch. She just found a paper bag on the ground with mm -hmm. a $10 million diamond in it. Yep. Sure it's just did. under her chair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's... That's the fucking solve of the movie is that she just found a paper bag on the ground worth $10 million with, with $10 million. It's just what is happening. And that is how the main conflict of Mr. Walker's death, not death, Nathan Petrosian embezzlement, fake death, identity theft ends. And Hey, you know what? Thankfully it's a love story too, because Mrs. Dawson and Mr. Walker backslash Petrosian get together in a very prolonged hug scene because wouldn't you know it, Miss Dawson doesn't change. She comes out of that shower like a wet animal in her robe still and embraces <laughs> Mr. Petrosian in the barroom floor. Uh-huh. I just, <laughs> I understand that finding that brooch on the floor, I guess, solved the $10 million problem. But the man still faked his death twice. He stole the identity of a mm -hmm. dead man. He, 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 he acted as a credited teacher for, for teaching without teenagers. Without the man has broken the law. Like I, Mr. Walker needs to go to jail. Like I, I agreed. Also, it feels like they should at least take him to confirm that the 14 year old's diamond identification is, is correct. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like they literally are just like, trust this girl. That's, that sounds sounds good enough to me. So that girl told me to shave my mustache and I would do why I do look better. Mm -hmm. uh, and that resolves that plot. It ends with a wedding scene between Mrs. Dawson. It doesn't resolve the plot, Alan. Yeah, sure does, does. I ask you, does it resolve the plot? I think it does. Yeah. 
<clears throat> it was great. Take a deep breath, deep breath in. And then when your lungs get full, take a little bit more and then let it out and you'll feel the stress go down. Um, <laughs> and they go to, we cut to a wedding between Mr. Walker backslash Petrosian and Miss Dawson. Now Mrs. Walker backslash Petrosian. And apparently the original Mrs. Petrosian mom is going on the honeymoon with his son and daughter-in-law with her son and daughter-in-law. I just have one final note about yeah, this sure. movie. Sure. Which is for a man that didn't embezzle $10 million, he sure does like to cosplay the Monopoly man. He like I really just... Is that top hat though? He's <laughs> got a fucking cane. And, and a top uh, hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's his monocle? <laughs> I ask you. What, truly. We also have uh, the resolution between the group of four, right? They're all friends now. Uh, Lexi has learned to, to interact with people and she has given Jack a material gift of bowling shoes. Uh, and they all go bowling with the kids from East Appleton. And we end on the Get a Clue song and a, and a voiceover that I don't think sums up any of the movie. No, the last thing spoken by Lexi is about how great the city of New York is. And if you don't believe it, you need to get a clue. Yeah, you And did. I was like, what? What? Now this movie is Sex in the City, where, <laughs> the fifth, where the fifth main character is the city of New York. Right. Which, yeah, but only those two boroughs we saw. <laughs> and only for this one line. Yeah. Like it, what? Yeah, and that's the end of this movie, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. What a ride. Okay, let's do some ratings. I want to be clear yeah. about what I'm about to say. Do it, do it. I don't think this is a good movie. Mm -hmm. I don't think fucking anything about it makes any goddamn sense. I think that most of the movie is unnecessary. <laughs> In fact, as we took this journey again, I think I'm more confused <laughs> than I was before. <laughs> I don't think the acting is good. I don't think the writing is good. It's, but it is a crazy romp that is unlike anything I have seen maybe ever in my life. And for that, I give it a 4.5. Got it. <laughs> Molly, what do you got? First of all, I'd like it on the record that I have ordered the DVD. Nice. Right. And it right. does say on the DVD cover includes a never before seen ending. So wonderful. That will be at our home in mere days, thanks to Jeff and his two-day shipping. <sighs> Second of all, I agree with everything Max said. I also don't think this is a good movie, but damn it if I didn't have a great time watching it. And you know what? Extra bonus points for the fashions, because I was oh living for them. Seven out of ten. <laughs> oh my wow! God. Wow! I loved it. Okay. I loved it. Uh, not a good movie. At times I was like, they they could not believe less the lines they are delivering. <laughs> they, they could not. The actors themselves hate them as they come out of their mouth. I'm, I, like, I am watching them grimace through, these, through this delivery. <laughs> But there are parts of it that were super campy and cute. Um, and God, it was just a, it was a roller coaster. This entire movie, like dark humor, 
weird like adults are yep. idiots and third like the nancy dude drew uh hardy boys trope felt like a nostalgic way for me and i think mm-hmm. that influenced my decision and that gave me a 0.4 higher rating which is literally your inverse max i gave it a 5.4 <laughs> well, there you go because I was going to be like, this is down the road, middle of the road yeah. because of its wildness. But I was like, God, that nostalgic factor. But wow, that was just so crazy. Now, I want to, I want to read to you a review from IMDb, as is uh-huh. tradition here. The title of this review is in all caps. Avoid this movie at all costs. <laughs> you know, I don't disagree, <laughs> but also, Tell me but what? also, you uh, know. This is quite possibly the worst of all the Disney Channel original movies. Oh, okay. I could fill pages <laughs> and pages just listing all its flaws, mistakes, and plot holes. Me too. I fear the school where Lindsay Lohan would have been popular. The acting is just horrible. The villain is no True. smarter than the average five-year-old child. Yeah. I wonder how these people could say their dialogue while keeping a straight face. They didn't. The movie steals from everything, from the right stuff to clueless. If you wish to watch a good Disney Channel original movie, try Hounded or Phantom <laughs> of the Megaplex. <laughs> <laughs> Shounded. The pinnacle of quality. Okay, hold on. If you wish to watch a good Disney Channel movie, try Hounded or The Phantom of the Megaplex. The only reason anyone would watch this is to get a bunch of laughs from the immense stupidity of all the adults who must have had their brains removed. For kids, maybe this is passable entertainment. For adults, you need to look elsewhere. One yeah, out of ten. To hounded. <laughs> to hounded. The fact that this person, this fool, would list hounded and Phantom of the Megaplex in the same breath. Yeah. Might as well throw in the Jenny project on. Oh, Seriously. God. I read that and started cackling before we started recording. I was like, That's there's no shot. Thing. Oh, man, that is wild. <sighs> Okay, well, that was Get a Clue. What do we have coming up next? We have Gotta Kick It Up, a dance team film starring America Ferreira. Mm. And, 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 I believe, hold on, and the voice of the love of my life. Oh. Susan really? Egan is in. She's in this movie? Kick it up. She and Gotta Kick dance? It Up. Oh, she is. It's Heather Bartlett. Is she the dance coach? I don't know. I've never seen the movie, but I know she's in it. Yeah, I've not seen this either. I'm... By the way, the plot on Wikipedia is literally a sentence. Can't wait. I, so, love, a, I love a unique sports film. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited. So, all right. We've got Gotta Kick It Up, a dance flick next week. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, y'all, this was a crazy movie to relive. I'm so happy that we do this. This is just wild. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Zetus Lapidus. Go ahead, leave us a review. Rating really helps us out. Make sure to follow us on all of our social channels. Come hang out with us in Discord. And until next time, friends, goodbye. Bye. Get a clue. Get a clue. Get a clue.